It is week number five for Chat with Cat and Pat, and it's Katrina Pateri, Patrick Gilroy here with you guys. Once again, we apologize. We're a few days late. We just got back from a fabulous vacation in the Bahamas, uh, where we've been now for two consecutive years. I think it was a much needed, much deserved vacation this time around. Uh, we'll talk about vacation. We'll talk about how we afford these vacations. As you guys have known, uh, over the last five weeks, we've talked about the divorces, how much money goes out the door. And without the miracle that is Katrina Pateri, none of these things would happen. People look at us, they say, look, we know that their story. We know they've been divorced. We know they're, they're the primary breadwinners. And we, we know how much money leaves this house. How the hell do they have... Two luxury vehicles, go on vacation multiple times a year, dress the way they do, and live in that town. And we're going to talk about all of that today because I promise you this, none of it goes on a credit card. None of it accrues interest. None of it is long-term debt. Now, without Katrina, I would be bankrupt. So it is week number five with Chat with Cat and Pat. Katrina Pateri is here. We're going to talk about all of this and more as we discuss vacation and how we afford it. Katrina, we're back from vacation. People that listened last week, I think they could tell you desperately needed that vacation. Are you feeling any more rested, uh, more like yourself? Or are you like me? The moment you get home, it's sort of like the memory's a nice, a nice uh, the vacation's a nice memory, but it, it doesn't stick with you. It, 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 like We're both exhausted. We've been home for 24 hours. I know. The fridge is stocked. The laundry is done. I mopped the floors, ready to go back to work tomorrow. Like, we haven't skipped a beat. We haven't skipped. The moment you get home, it's like, okay, the, th the things that need to get done, get done. Uh, and vacation is necessary for that reason. It allows you five, six, seven days to finally force yourself to step away. And one of the things that you and I had in common when we first met was not only a desire and a love of travel, but a desire and a love of having something to look forward to. We've always got the next thing on the calendar, so we can convince ourselves when it gets dark around here, and it does sometimes, don't worry, just make it another two months, make it another three months, uh, and you'll do little things like buy me a bathing suit four months ahead of a vacation and say, I bought this for vacation just so we can talk about it, just <laughs> so we can remember that there's something on the calendar that, that is upcoming for us to look forward to. But I think that's a super important part of what makes a relationship work when you have that in common. But the other thing that we have in common, I think especially now since you've been a, the primary influence in my life for the last four years, is we don't want to stress over how we're going to pay for that vacation, and we certainly don't want to stress over a, a huge credit card bill when we get back from vacation. Well, I think one of the number one things that most couples argue over is finances and money. And oftentimes in a couple, there's one that really likes to spend. There's one that likes to be conservative. 
and it's like a pissing war over which one wins on which month. And I love that you and I are united front on like you're supposed to have house debt, you're supposed to have a car payment debt, but that's a debt that you have. And anything else you do needs to be within your means. So God forbid, should something happen, we're okay. In fairness, though, that wasn't always me. It, it took a few years of your training to help reel me in. Well, uh, I'm guessing that was the way that your dad was. It was. So it wasn't something that was unusual. You're just like, shit, yeah. somebody else is saying the same thing. It must be true. Well, yeah, my dad was like that. But as you grow up and, and leave the nest, so to speak, my dad could no longer hold me accountable. Um, and the ex-wife certainly had no interest in holding me accountable. I, I like that. You held me accountable long enough for those things that you wanted me to do to become habitual. Because after you do something uh, for six months, nine months, 12 months, it no longer becomes a project. It's not a pain in the it's ass. It's not a sacrifice. It's just like, oh, and then when we do get a, oh, here's a $1,000 bill or, oh, we have X, Y, and Z going on. We don't have to stress about it because there's a way for us to figure it out. There's always a plan. And I think that's the thing that people need to hear is that there's a way to make your money stretch to do the things that we're able to do. Now, one thing that we have to get straight right from the jump is that we've talked about this before, and I think it'll be a, a continuing trend for as long as we do this podcast, is that we are not house poor. We don't have a lot of house debt. We've got house debt. We owe over $200,000 on our house. So that certainly qualifies as house debt. And our incomes, despite what goes out the door, we could certainly upgrade this house, stay within uh, you know, the four walls of Wyndham where we live right now, and upgrade to a McMansion to be like everybody else. But instead, we've chosen to stay in our, our split-level ranch, uh, you know, 2,000 square feet. It's whatever. It's, it's nothing special. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's a nice house. But, and if it was in a different town, it would be a great house. Mm -hmm. But comparatively... When everybody's so interested in keeping up with the Joneses and being like everybody else and they feel insecure about themselves because of the car they drive or the house that they live in, uh, people often make rash, irresponsible decisions so they can say, look at me too. And we're both very much on the same page where, no, the house we live in is great. It fits us. It fits the kids. We've got our issues with it, but it's not our forever home. And for us to achieve the goals that we want to achieve long term and live the life that we want to live short term, we can't go outside our means to say, look at me too. Correct. And, you know, I'd love a pantry. I'd love a different refrigerator previous episode. I'd love a kitchen island. But we're still going to have four bedrooms, three bathrooms, acre land, two car garage. Paint might be chipping in our garage, but, you know, we got it. And I think, again, to your point of something to look forward to, not only do we look forward to vacations, but we look forward to what the first house will be for us to choose to live in together. Um, but we've got the good school system for Connor. We got the convenience of easily commuting for work. And, you know, those two things can't can't be looked at differently. No, we're both in a, a relatively close proximity to where the other kids live most of their lives. So your son lives 10 miles in one direction, my daughter lives 10 miles in the other direction. Mm -hmm. So it's a good centralized location for this period in our lives. Right, your mom's 15 miles away, my dad's seven miles away, like... It's good for now. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we haven't already started to put wheels in motion for what comes next. And if that's 
you know, looking at brochures, looking at neighborhoods, we've narrowed down, I'd say, a 25-square-mile area of where we're going to go next. And last time we were there, we looked at different town, like different areas, different uh, residential neighborhoods, and we'll continue doing that because we're already putting ourselves in a position, so four or five years from now, if we want to pull the trigger, we can. Everything we're doing today is to make sure that that mutual goal is accomplished tomorrow. Right. And like, if for anyone who's looking to retire or relocate to a different area, I highly recommend visiting a couple weekends a year, different areas, going through neighborhoods, going to the restaurants, what are the shops that you like to do and kind of testing it out to make sure that that can fulfill your lifestyle. I mean, there's plenty of people that we know that have move or changed or adjusted and then they're like oh they've got that house regret or they've got that big move regret and then you see them move again in another year or two and then they took a loss because it's worth it to take a loss because they're miserable this is where they are yeah. or they just spent a significant amount of money on a house and they don't love the house but they love their last house and so now they're in a bit of a pickle i mean we hear that a lot so i i feel like the long-term planning goal and then figuring out these cost-effective little mini vacations to test it out is fun along the way too. So that's there's two different things going on here, and that's sort of the point. We've got our longer-term goal, which is to put ourselves in a position where, when the youngest is done with high school in five years, we can finally pick up, go choose a house that that we select together, uh, make it our home uh, and have the financial ability to do it and the legal ability to do Mm -hmm. it. And that's about five years away, but we've already put wheels in motion to make sure that that goal becomes accomplished. But short term, we don't want to wait five years to live the lifestyle that we would like to live. Now, sure. Would we like to have more money in the bank and more cash in our pocket today? Absolutely. Um, But again, wheels are in motion to make sure that that shorter term goal is accomplished. But we also want to live well. And despite the fact that we pay through the nose for other people to live their lives, it, it, that's irrelevant. We are legally obligated to pay what we pay. So we could either sit here and bitch and cry and moan about it, or we could come up with a plan and, and stick by it to live the way that we live. Now, realistically, let's look back at the last 24 months. How many times do you think you and I got on a plane to go to a destination and enjoy ourselves? Probably at least a dozen times. At least. At least a dozen times. And of those dozen times, how many times did we pay uh, more than $100 for airfare combined? We never have. We never have. Okay, so that's an unbelievable... Think about the savings right there. Airline tickets alone depending on you know the airline that you choose, uh, where your destination is, they can cost anywhere between you know $400 one way to $1,000 one way. Well, it's also like the dates, the days that you're traveling too. So like, you know, you should travel and fly in like a Tuesday or Wednesday. You should come home again on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. You, you see that the prices are more expensive on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that it might be cheaper significantly cheaper to fly out on a Wednesday, Thursday, pay for an extra hotel night stay because that's also cheaper to have an extra day away. 
than to just make it a quick Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, and for those parents that may be listening, saying, yeah, that sounds great to me, but we don't have the luxury to do that because my kid's young and they're in school. I I'm sorry, that's bullshit. You can. Let's be, let's be honest. We were all in grade school, middle school, and high school once upon a time. And every one of you knows that the Friday before you leave for February or April vacation, nothing's getting done. Nothing is getting done. The teachers are checked out. The kids are even more checked out. And the first Monday that everybody's back, again, teachers don't want to be there. The kids don't want to be there. They're easing themselves back into the schedule. So if you want to fly away on a Thursday and pull your kid out of school at noontime, to get on a three o'clock flight, do it. And, and if you want them to miss that Monday so you can fly back on a Monday night and save yourselves 500 bucks, do it. They're not missing much at all. I, I was a former teacher, I promise you. They're not missing much at all if they miss that Friday and or the first Monday back at school. And hint, hint, tip, tip, there's Wi-Fi included on every flight. <clears throat> and when I used to do that with my son, he'd do his homework while we were flying there and any missed work we did on the way back, which is a great time when you're locked into an airplane for a couple hours, yeah. just to get it done. Yeah, you and your son are both overachievers, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the every man the out there. most efficiency, okay, of time. The you you have a layover? Like, sit there. Just sit on the ground, get comfortable at the airport, and get your homework done. Get it done. But, you know, the point is, we just got back from the Bahamas. It's our second time in two years going to that destination uh, and going to Atlantis. It's a beautiful resort. Most people know it. Um, and, again, people hear us bitch, moan, and groan about how much money goes out the door. And then I'm sure they roll their eyes at, oh, Patrick and Katrina are back on a plane going to a destination again. And I don't blame people for potentially feeling that way because the reality is... That's the perception. It is. So you try to sort of explain it to people in the moment, but I don't think people fully understand it. I live with you. I love you. We're going to get married. Uh, you're awesome and you're everything to me. I'm not sure I fully understand the things that you do. Uh, I often say to you, if you think it's the right thing to do, honey... Let's just do it. And it's worked for me. So if it's worked for me, it'll work for others. You know, when I, the best thing I ever did was move my what's left of my direct deposit after alimony and child support just to go to your account. My life has gotten exponentially better since doing that. Most of my debt that I took into this relationship is now paid off. My credit score has gone up 150 points. Uh, it's sort of unbelievable the things that you are able to make happen with the same amount of money. I was struggling with you and you were struggling with me when I was in control of the same dollar amount trying to figure out how we would pay our bills every month. You have taken the same dollar amount and not only paid our bills, paid down my debt, put money away. Like, you've done magic, but you've done it because you maximize the tools that are available to you. And I think that people need to understand that this is not easy, and this uh, it, it does take time. But once you do it the way that you do it, and once you see the results and it becomes habitual... I don't think it's hard work for you anymore. I almost think it's it's just you know par for the course. It's the norm for you to stretch things the way that you do. But despite the fact that we both earn airline miles and you can take advantage of that, how are you able to put us in a position to, we just got back from the Bahamas, and then in seven weeks we're getting on a plane again with the youngest, so there'll be another person there to go to Myrtle Beach. 
That's two vacations in three months to nice destinations. How the hell are you able to take the money that we have, make sure that the X's are paid on time and in full, make sure that the kids have everything that they, that they need. You can still rock your Lululemon and your air, whatever they're called, cloud sneakers, you know, and get your hair done when you need to get your hair done and get your manicures. And I get my haircuts and we, we look good. We dress good. We have Lexuses and we keep going on vacation and we do not make that much money. We are not rich. How the hell do you make that happen? Well, um, I pay certain bills on one credit card. You have a credit card that you use. I have a credit card that I use and we don't pay any the only bills we pay out of the checking account is the mortgage and the credit card bills. And I do that for a reason. So uh, when it comes to flying, to your point, we have picked two airlines that we support. Those two airlines for the most common destinations that we fly or the two airlines that our company would prefer that we book on when we do travel for work. One is Southwest and one is JetBlue. We have a credit card for each for Southwest. When we fly, um, if we put our uh, cable bill, internet bill, phone bill, and any select streaming. So we do Hulu for our cable TV to be able to watch our Celtics games and things of that nature. Every single month that those bills go on there, that's all that goes on the Southwest card, unless I'm making a Southwest purchase, but we get double points. And then throughout the year... Wait, wait. So double points is a nice thing to say and they say it in the commercials yeah, right, double, but, but what does that mean what is okay we're gonna pay seventy dollars every single month every single month for internet just as an example we're gonna pay 125 every single month for a state farm car insurance so whether that comes out of the checking account where we get nothing or we put it on the southwest card and we earn double points for that at the end of the year by the time we've paid all of our utility bills on southwest we've earned a free flight somewhere so, and that's just by paying the bills we were going to pay anyways. Correct. Now, now let me play devil's advocate here because, uh, again, I don't think a lot of people understand this the way that they should. And a lot of people are ashamed to ask the questions because uh, we'll, we'll have another episode about this eventually. I firmly believe that high schools are failing our kids and it, it should be mandatory for juniors and seniors to take multiple classes on credit cards, credit uh, managing debt, long-term uh, retirement savings, all the things. Balancing that, uh, a checkbook, yeah, like, uh, like even some of the basics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think that they do that. I think that's sort of calculated, mm -hmm. but we'll get into that later. Isn't the, the, the perception out there, isn't the reality, I'm sorry, that most credit cards are charging 25, 30% interest. So you put those bills on there, uh, Katrina, aren't you paying more for your internet and cable and Hulu and everything else? You're, you're getting double points, but aren't you paying through the nose because of interest? We pay it off every month. Uh, that's the key to this whole thing. So every tip that you are given here over the course of this podcast it's bullshit. It doesn't work. It, it, it's throw it away if you're unable to pay that bill at the end of the month. Because the moment you can't pay it, you have not just interest, you've got com compounding interest. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's a nightmare. It, it is the devil in your checking account. It, you're, there's no getting away from it. And a lot of times there's no getting out of it. So we do these things. We pay these bills on these credit cards because these are the bills that 95% of people 
are going to have scheduled to come out of their checking account. Mm -hmm. And that's a smart thing to do. I'm not, I'm not nodding that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's the same money, the same money that you're going to pay those bills. If you put them on a Southwest or JetBlue card, you could earn yourself a free flight by the end of the year. And a oh, free flight. Oh, wait, there's, there's more. Of course there is. So while there's different times throughout the years or different holidays, they run different promotions. And so every quarter there's a different promotion. So... Um, I get 3,000 anniversary points when it's, I get extra points. I think it's like 1,000 points when it's my birthday as like a nice little gift. Hey, roughly speaking, just, just so people can put it in context as they listen to you, roughly speaking, a one-way ticket to, from Boston to Florida, for example, you roughly can, how many points? You can, if you pick a good time to go and you, you don't, you're not trying to pick like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's like 15,000 points. Okay, so when you Very talk realistic. about when you talk about getting 3,000 anniversary points, you're talking about 20% of what you need to get a one-way ticket. Right, and sometimes if you know what your plans are a year ahead of time, like we've gotten tickets on Southwest for 7,500 points, 9,000 points. Yep. Um, and... And that's just like picking at the right time. So then they also do have promotions of when you can use points or they have the like low fare promos and you can go ahead and purchase. Um, they also have fun little perks with your Southwest card is when we do have to pay for a ticket. Um, if you don't do the want to get away, but you do the next ones up that might only be 20 or $30 with that net you in points is worth doing the math to see like what is the long. So if you pay the extra 20 bucks now, but it's going to earn you another 250 bucks in rewards. Right. Why would you not do that? But then my favorite is, is every Christmas, they have some type of promotional thing saying if you do all gas, all grocery, and you spend up to $1,000, you get like 10,000 bonus points. Well, I'm going to easily spend $1,000 between gas and grocery shopping around the holiday season in 30 days. Like, so I'm just going to switch to use groceries and gas on the Southwest card during that promotional event. And that gets me a second ticket. So uh, what you've just laid out, essentially, is enough points through the JetBlue Southwest programs that they have without changing anything about what you do anyways. You're not buying anything additional. You're not going out of your way. But I'm you paying just, attention to my spam mail. That's about it. But you yeah. just laid out how to essentially get two free tickets to a destination. So that, for a couple, that's one vacations worth of flights a year and, and a lot of people and myself included up until the time that i met you that's the goal is to have one decent vacation a year right you and i are spoiled we've got one advantage over a lot of people but a lot of people also have the ability to do this depending on your job uh, my job requires me to fly quite a bit your job requires you to fly quite a bit and we've got the advantage of being able to, to keep those points personally. So that does help. But it always amazes me that there's never enough points based on what we get from flying. And you're like, don't worry about it. Uh, we've got this promotion coming up in six weeks and then this one in eight weeks. And by the time we've paid this, 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 and this, we're going to have more than enough points to book that trip. And then the, the next one that's coming up at eight months from there. Like <laughs> it, it's, well, that was, you were like, well, how are we going to pay? So we have the opportunity to go to Sarasota again, like what would we do? And I was like, well, you're sitting on 25,000 Southwest points. I'm sitting on 15,000 Southwest points. We have three months of bills going through. You have two more flights going on and I still have to book a flight to go to Orlando in May, which could either be Southwest or JetBlue because we're saving tickets for both. And we'll be able to book them probably by like midsummer. But then during midsummer, they always have a summer sale or a summer promotion. And then that's the week when these points become a big deal and you go ahead and purchase them. 
And then if you feel, if you know that that's coming, like I do, you also need to pay attention to your email because they're going to send you like a sale for the weekend for like Memorial Day weekend, President's Day weekend, something like that, where you can spend $150 and buy like 50,000 points or, and your points for like this three day window on the weekend where it normally would have been 80 bucks and you only get 3,000 points. If you spend that 80 bucks, you're going to get 12,000 points. Um, and that goes a long way too to getting to the goal. Now, most of the time, I think we've in, in the last four weeks, and we'll continue to advocate not so much having everything go into one pot and everything being mutual, but we, we sort of do that here. Uh, there is something to be said for financial independence away from your partner as well. So I, I don't want to advocate one way or the other. Well, I mean, I can speak to that too, because I wanted us to have separate expenses or I wanted to know what you spend, what I spend. Do you have, are you the one in our couple here that has a spending issue? Am I the one or like, what are some of those things? So like you a hundred percent solely your allowance per se of what you spend on is the JetBlue card. So that is what you use 100% of the time. So all of your expenses at the end of the year are on that JetBlue card. Again, getting us to go towards points. But you're also the man. You like to pay when we go out to eat and everything. And that is a credit card that gets us wonderful points for every time we go out to eat. It's also a great gas card too. So every time you get gas, my card that I use for all of my expenses is my Bank of America rewards card and come Christmas time, that's when we cash in all the gift cards for the gifts for family, friends. Um, I want a new vacuum. Uh, we need to redo a, a hallway bathroom like we did a few months ago. We used all those points to get Home Depot gift cards and those two also have different promotions to look at. But all of the expenses on the Bank of America card are mine. All the JetBlue credit card ones are yours. And then we have our combined household bills that are the 50-50. So but there I, is still some financial independence there. Yeah, I, th Of course there is. But you, you are becoming a bit of a, a radio or podcast veteran here because you heard what I was saying and then you transitioned perfectly into where I was going. So well done, Katrina. I may have 20 years in this business. You've got four weeks, but that was super. Okay. So all that being said, you're right. I am the man. I do open the door for you. I like to be chivalrous. I, I get a little queasy and embarrassed when we're out to dinner. And the reality is it doesn't make a difference whose credit card gets thrown down, whose debit card gets thrown down. Uh, it's coming from the same pot. Mm -hmm. But you allow me to put down the JetBlue card. So I, you know what, I'm embarrassed if I don't put it down. I, I appreciate that. That also means is, yeah, I had to sort of accept the fact that when it comes time for my direct deposit, my direct deposit goes into your account or our account less 10 bucks. $10 goes into my existing account uh, to keep it alive, so to speak. I want to keep it alive for when we have to Zell money or money's coming from a different place and it's got to go into something in my name, whatever it may be. There's a purpose for me to have my own checking account. That $10 keeps the account alive so I don't have to pay a fee on it. Everything else goes your way. So even if I wanted to put down my debit card, I can't do that. No, but I still do keep it separate. So I have two checking accounts. One is with a credit card that has helped me have a lower interest rate on both of our vehicles. Yep. So we've saved money there. Appreciate that. Um, and then one of the caveats to getting that lowered interest rate is there has to be a direct deposit paycheck that goes in there. So all of your money goes into that account that you get paid. 
and all of my money goes into my other bank of account that I get paid. So again, at the end of the year, if I needed to say, this is what we've earned, it's all in one account that's yours. Yes, I manage it, but that's the one account that's also getting us perks for us being able to afford our cars. And then I also have another bank account that that's where all of my income goes. So that way, if there ever needs to be like a gray area or we need to sit down and discuss it, heaven forbid we should part ways, there's still two separate accounts. I just manage it all. And that's the way I want it to be. I want you to manage it all because you're better at it than I am. And I think in a lot of relationships, it takes, especially, I can tell you from a guy's perspective, it's not easy to say what I just said. Um, but I feel like a lot of times women get pigeonholed into being blamed for the financial irresponsibility. If you said to me, where is all my money going? I could show you in two minutes, no problem with no hidden agenda, you'd be able to see everything that's going on. A thousand percent. But again, you know, it took me over 40 years to get to a place where I'd be comfortable letting somebody else or letting a woman, letting my woman, whatever, uh, manage that for me. We also didn't get there till after we got engaged and it's only been a year that I've been managing all of your finances. Right, but you've done a great job. Yeah. And I don't want to go back is the point. Right. <laughs> like, okay, like you're, you're giving me like the, the vibes here that I'm saying something wrong. No, I'm just saying uh, from the other perspective, being the two-time divorcee who had no idea there was credit cards opened up in my account, getting left on the hook at the divorce table for $82,000 on like God knows what that was spent on, who it was spent on, and what it bought. I had no idea those accounts were going on. She's so, not talking about me. No, no, no. Okay. I'm talking about my second ex-husband. I'm soon like, to be the third. She, <laughs> she literally just said, God forbid, something happens. So you're already planning for this no, to fail. No, I'm just saying, in the event that you need to see, like, where are things going? Like, you have the passwords. You can log in. You can clearly see. It's clearly defined that this is all of Patrick's stuff. This is all of Katrina's stuff. And everything is there. There is absolutely no secret to it whatsoever. So then if I say we have like no money left because we're paying this bill, we're paying that bill. We just paid $1,000 to braces we weren't expecting, $300 here, and I just got a flat tire. I can easily pull that up and say, we're not going out to eat for the next three weeks until we get back on our, in our good regimen. And to back that up... Um... In the event that you fear that I'm taking out $82,000 in credit cards in your name, uh, you've got the password to my credit karma or my credit sesame or to my Experian, and you see it all. I also have all my accounts pinged, so the second anything happens, I get an alert saying, did you know? But the point is, you talk about there being yeah. no secrets on one end, there are no secrets on the other. Oh, absolutely you, not. You, you know, for, for the longest time, yes, my credit's gotten better, but it's still nowhere near where yours is, Miss uh, 800, okay? Mm -hmm. So the reality is, if I wanted to be an asshole and I was a thief or I wasn't planning to be with you for the long, long term, uh, and I wanted to take out a, a quarter of a million dollar loan, I could easily do that. I could go online. I could fill it out, put you down as the primary. I would be 
you essentially and i would be the co-borrower and just put my checking account down as the destination for the money to go into and i just took a quarter of a million dollars from you well no because the second that you go to apply for that i know you're gonna get a ding ding. you're gonna get a ding (laughs) maybe i'll hide your phone okay so you don't get the ding (laughs) if it's a quarter of a million dollars i'm planning this shit out okay like i'm gonna make sure you're going on my ipad and get the text message from i'm gonna make sure that you're not getting the ding okay there'll be no two-factor authentication when it comes to me getting the quarter of a million dollars the point is none of that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. um you know, I was, I'm so, what? But there are protections out there for other people in our of audience. Of course there, there are. There are definitely <clears throat> things that you can do. So if this sounds crazy, you say, I'm never going to do that. Or I don't know that I can trust a person again. There are things that you can do to get to a healthy place, surviving that, to be able to trust somebody else's finances okay. and make sure everybody's protected. You want to be vulnerable? Uh, fine. I can be vulnerable. The, the first couple of times after you had been around for a year, two years, three years, uh, post-engagement you did it. You know, it's embarrassing when you want to see the credit report and you want to see the good, the bad, the ugly. And then I've got to sit there and take it and explain why I made these disgusting, horrible decisions. Um, And, and, you know, you can blame some of it on my my mom, some on the ex-wife, and a lot on me. Or like this on an infomercial, it looked cool, but and then repeated gonna, $79 a month charges. Right, but if, <laughs> if you're going to be with somebody for the long term, you got to get through that ugly, awkward period to the point now where I want you to log into my credit report. Like, I, how often am I showing it to you? It's uh, a bragging right for you now, like how much it's improving and how much it's getting better. Like, so you may be humiliated It may be embarrassing. It may be a very vulnerable moment for you to have to own up to those things. But once you own up to them and once there's no potential, I don't want to call them secrets, a lot of times things are so old or so stupid, you don't even think about them. They're not front of mind. So you could be like, no, no, I'm not doing this. It's stupid. Like, I'm not spending money, you know, Monday through Friday. I'm not, I I don't, I don't go to the bars. I don't hang out with my friends the way that I used to. I'm not buying hookers and blow. I'm not doing any of that. Like, but there's still the reoccurring charge from something you did six years ago that now it's cost you $9,000 because it's just reoccurring and you're paying it like like an idiot. And you just got to call and cancel. That's it. So we did a lot of that. There was a lot of calling and canceling. Mm -hmm. But the point is, once you do that, you get to a better place as a couple. And then for all the embarrassment and vulnerability, if you're a guy, uh, you get to a place six months later, you've forgotten about how shitty you felt because of it. And now it's a bragging right. Now it's like, I want to get laid tonight. I'm going to show her that it's up over 700 (laughs) on both TransUnion and Experian. Okay. (laughs) we can go spend two twenty five on a dinner, and it's okay it, because it's going to be paid when we get home. It's okay. So you can go from one end of the spectrum to the other very quickly. But I will say this. When it comes to the things that we're able to do, Katrina, and the way that we live, it's very easy to sit here and talk about the big things when it comes to vacation, when it comes to cars and cell phones and all of that. But... Without the things that you do day to day, none of those big things really matter. And when I say that, there's a certain amount of amazement on the 13-year-old's face. When you come home from the grocery store and you've got enough food to feed a small army for a month and your total spend is 
112 bucks. It's $86. It's $140. And everybody knows that over the last two years, inflation has gone through the roof. Your ex-husband had a meeting with you, defined inflation meeting, to try to get more money from you <laughs> because the cost of food and gas has gone up. So therefore, despite the fact that you got divorced 19 years ago uh, and were only because married for a year, you need to pay him more money. And because pay... eggs and milk <clears throat> and bread cost more. <laughs> they cost more. Okay. And they cost more for us, too. But you have sort of doubled down on the way that you do things. And without you doubling down on the way that you do things, sure, the points thing still works. And the planning still works. And the, the philosophy still works. But once you go on that trip, you need some money in your pocket. You need the ability to have a good time. Otherwise, what's the point? And without what you do Monday, Monday through Friday, you know, 52 weeks out of the year, I'm not sure we can continue to go on these trips and enjoy them the way that we do. So how do you leave the grocery store with $400 worth of food costing you 25% of that? And that's not once in a while. It's you, every week. And you're not a wild coupon clipper. You're not like the, the chicks on the TLC show, you know, coupon clipping for crazy people. We don't have um, shelving set up in the garage with 4,000 bottles of, of detergent that we're never going to use. No, but we do have 30 rolls of toilet paper for when it's a good sale. And we are going to use those. <laughs> yes. <Okay>? Like, <laughs> the point is, like, you don't, you're not that person. You don't have, like, an eBay shop with, with all the stuff that you get at the grocery store. That's not who you are. You just find a way to maximize the sales. And when you maximize the sales, you're also using the right credit card because that particular month, they're running a four times points promotion on grocery shopping. And you're like, hey, look at this receipt. It says I saved $372. Uh, and by the way, they had four times points. So yeah, I got all this food and we just got a free ticket to Florida. Uh, and you do that quite a bit. So how do you... How do you do that? Like, most people don't do You see the people in line at the grocery store. You see how much food they get and what they leave with and how much money they spend. Well, I think the number one thing is you need to be open-minded to what you're purchasing. So you're going to purchase milk. You're going to purchase orange juice and, and butter and lunch meat and different things. But you can't get the same thing every week. And you can't stick to the same brand every week. And you also need to shop around at different stores and figure out, like, if there is, like, for instance, I have, like, these mini mission keto-friendly tortillas that are, like, guilt-free to eat. And I can still have, like, my good Italian carb bread thing that They're I awesome. love as the Italian woman that I am. They're awesome. If I buy them at Shaw's. <laughs> They're close to five bucks. If I buy them at Walmart, which is hard to find because they're always sold out, you know, I can get them for like two eighty nine. But if I get them at Market Basket, I can get them for three forty nine. So I need to know when I need to stock up on these tortillas. It's this specific brand that I absolutely love. That I have to make a trip to Market Basket to go and get that because it's going to save me like a dollar fifty every time. And that might just sound ridiculous, but I buy a pack a week, sometimes five a month. Because the rest of the house is starting to get onto that. That that's like a six dollar savings on one item, and that's a big deal. But like for instance, I went to the grocery store today. I looked on my app for Shaw's, which is also like Star Market, and everybody has like their different apps for their different grocery stores where you live across the United States. But whatever's on sale, or um, this particular grocery store has like if you buy Polar Water, it's like six times 
like the reward points and things like that. And I save the reward points at Shaw's for when we have to go monthly shopping for your mom and we have to restock her on toilet paper and paper towels and dish soap and, and laundry soap and, and underwear and, and all that. All that type of stuff. Yeah. Like all those all that grocery shopping that we need to do anyways for those points. I save those points. So when you need to go and visit your mom and drop those supplies, those supplies end up costing us less than twenty dollars because I'm able to make those rewards go faster or go further. Um but this this week, I decided I'm going to go to Market Basket because we need a heavy fruits and vegetables. And so I only bought fruits and vegetables that were on special or a reasonable price. Like, I wanted blueberries so bad. But I got blueberries two weeks ago that were awesome, and they were large, and they were like $3.49. And they wanted $6.99 for them this week. So you know what? We don't have blueberries. And, you know, they'll go on sale again, and, it's like, everything comes up every three or four weeks. But then we're also not getting bored by eating the same items all the time. And so I think it's, you just need to be smart and then willing to use your phone to look up different recipes. But so many people allocate uh, two or $300 a week for grocery shopping, it, you know, especially family three, family four, mm -hmm. family five. Um, I don't think you allocate that. I think that you allocate I allocate $125 a week. Yeah, and you're able to feed us and feed us well. And I think another part of that is something that, you know, is uncomfortable for people because I, I was listening to another podcast, and it was about financial stuff. And this guy who's makes good money, makes $100,000 a year, but has $57,000 in debt is on there. And he's got no money in his checking account, and he's paying through the nose every month for everything that, that he owes debt-wise. And they're going through his expenses, and one of them is – I pay $40 a week uh, for somebody to come mow my lawn. And the guy that is hosting this, says, that stops right now. That's crazy. Explain this to me. You're in all this debt. Why are you having somebody else mow your lawn? And, and this guy says, because uh, I've got a decent amount of land and a good riding lawnmower is going to cost, you know, $1,000. And the guy that's hosting it says, no, buy a used one for $500. And the guy says, that's a good idea. I don't have $500, but I can pay $40 a week. We take the same approach or you take the same approach when it comes to things that are on sale that you can freeze. We've got a, a freezer in the garage mm -hmm. and it is always stocked. It's always full. If you couldn't go grocery shopping for a month, for six weeks, we may not have all the fruits and veggies and fresh milk that we would like. No, but we can eat all the pasta and meat we want. That's right. But that's because everyone, they, the grocery stores don't count on people shopping like that. So, or, by the way, neither do the, the, the stores like the, the BJ's and the Costco's, they don't expect you to shop like that. And what you do is if you go to BJ's or Costco or whatever is Sam's, whatever's in you know, your neighborhood where you're listening, you go above and beyond. So you'll buy this huge thing of chicken. And the next step is so important. You come home and then you take a half an hour and you, you divvy it up and you put it in and freezer bags. bags yeah. yep. And then that becomes you know a meal for this week. And then you've got meals in the freezer for the next six months because it happened to be on sale. And you don't go there saying, I must buy chicken breast. You go there looking to see what they have on sale that week. Right, and if it's chicken breast that's on sale, if it's hamburger meat that's on sale, like that's what I'm buying. Um, and then I'll look and say, all right, so just regular chicken is kind of boring. Is there a marinade that's on sale? And then when I portion it, I'm making that marinade. What do we have for ingredients in the ingredients? then like our makeshift pantry and then I use that and I have that marinated so like when I'm pulling it mm -hmm. out like you know we work two jobs each we have a busy schedule I don't make any meals over 30 minutes 
but we eat well. We eat very well. It's my favorite when I'm not a big chicken guy. I like it. I'll eat it. Uh, generally, chicken chicken is like Monday to me. It, it It's going to come every week. You don't look forward to it. It sucks. Uh, some Mondays are better than others, but it's still fucking chicken. Like, I, I just, I can't get excited about it. Except, and this is not healthy, it, we don't have it a lot, but I grew up with it. Unless you're making chicken cutlets, you've done a really good mm -hmm. job mirroring my mother's chicken cutlet recipe, and you've, you've made it healthier. Uh, long gone is the Crisco, um, mm -hmm. and you know, use a better oil, and you don't deep fry it the way she did, but you've done a really good job making it taste like hers. And healthier so i get excited for chicken cutlets but then but i'm also buying so when you make the chicken cutlets they're made with saltines and i'm buying the dented box of saltines 50 cents yeah but you're gonna exactly. crush them anyway exactly <laughs> so why not buy them that but, way but then you, i don't know last month or two months ago chicken happened to be on sale at the same time ham was on sale and it's a monday and you're making chicken cordon bleu and now i'm getting really excited because I, I don't generally have that. It's not something that is an everyday uh, chicken item for me. So you've done a really good job making chicken exciting when you have to. But I, I, part of the, the, I guess, the bottom line of this whole thing is people complain all the time about the things that they don't have, the way that they can't live, and how broke they are. But if they used the tools and resources available to them... It took a little time to plan. Then they'd be amazed at how much further they could stretch their dollar. We won't keep this going for too much longer. We're already 45 minutes in, Katrina. But you do the same thing in every little aspect of your life. And I'll never forget when we first started dating and then started going you know, on little trips together just to like New Hampshire, Maine, and to the outlets and stuff would go and I'd be like, I, I want to buy that shirt, but it's $60. And it, but it's on, it's no, normally 120 And you'd be like, honey, just buy it. I'm going to pop in my phone number. I've got rewards. Okay? And then my $60 shirt, it didn't cost it, They gave me $5 back. Okay? Like, how do you do that? Because if I had gone to that store without you and I got the shirt 50% off, normally 120 I paid 60 I'd feel pretty good about that. But you magically have money, and it's not at one store, not at two stores. You magically have money everywhere, no matter where we go. And yes, it's frustrating sometimes because you know, the full name always comes up on the screen. Sometimes I'm really happy it comes up Katrina Pateri. That's your, your birth name, the name your daddy and mommy gave you. That's your freaking name. Sometimes you come up Katrina Ordway. You were married to him for a year. 19 years ago, but many retail establishments in the United States of America still There's consider one. you There's Katrina one. Ordway. And then my favorite is Katrina Jordan. Okay, that's the most often one that comes up. I don't care. I take advantage of the rewards. It's a kick in the nuts, and then I get the reward, and I'm like, okay, my nuts feel better. That being said, these rewards, so when you go to a store, I, I did it today. Mm -hmm. uh, they said, are you a rewards member? I said, no. They said, do you want to be? I said, I don't want to. Um, it, Am I making a mistake? Yes, you are. Okay. So anytime that anyone asks if it's rewards and it's especially free to sign up, they're tracking every time that you go in there. And if you're not going in there, they want to entice you to go in there and give you a coupon. What most people will do is if you get like Kohl's is big for this, they give you $10 Kohl's cash, right? So you go in and you're like, I'm spending the $10 Kohl's cash. It's 30% off. Like this is all great. And I'm spending a hundred dollars. 
Did you really, like, what is it that you needed at Kohl's? So you need to have the willpower to go in and you're buying the one item that you need at Kohl's. So, like, your mom needed a new jacket. So I went in, what jackets are on sale, what jackets qualify for the 30% off Kohl's coupon. Okay, find those brands. This is her size. This is a color that she wears. This is a jacket that we're going to go and buy and then use the 10 other Kohl's off and not get distracted in other things that are there. And then check out, and the winter jacket's $13. Yeah, I'm convinced that Kohl's is brilliant when it comes to Kohl's cash, though, because you can't use it that day. You can't use it the day after. They're bringing you back. But no, but most people do what I do. They get their Kohl's cash along with their receipt. They stuff it in their pocket. They don't think about it. I never thought about Kohl's cash until I met you because you see what I spend on my credit card. I've got a Kohl's card. You're like, honey... You went to Kohl's and spent $60. Where's your Kohl's cash? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, now you can conveniently add it into your wallet. So your phone is like your tool. You can look all these apps for the stores up. When you sign up for these rewards, they all come into email. So if you know that you're going to go to the outlets and you're going to go shopping next weekend and that there's, you know, Banana Republic Factory, Gap Factory, like these places are your favorite to go to, you need to like look and see have they sent out any coupons? What do we have for promotions? Is one of these my favorite store where having a loyalty credit card is beneficial to have some savings? Like, I have been a 25-year Gap veteran. The second I turned 18, I got a Gap credit card. I don't use it often. It doesn't have a balance on there. But when I do, like, I went shopping for a vacation last week. I spent $18 and had three outfits. It's insane, the things you're able to do. Mm -hmm. And other people see it. Like, your son knows well, oh, it. Oh, and by the way, I got $60 Gap cash to go back shopping from when I went before vacation. So, But that, <laughs> those are the things that you're able to do, and you capitalize on them. Yeah. Everywhere you go and every every dollar that you spend gets maximized because you're getting that additional kickback in the back end. Well, I think the biggest thing is people get annoyed about how many <clears throat> spam emails you have. Some of those spam emails can help you save money. I think the second thing is, is when people want something, they want it now. And it's, you know, I, I, I want a new mop. A new what? A new mop. Mop. M-O-P. Mop. Mop. Yeah. My mop heads are gross. I need new ones. I don't exactly know where I can go to buy them, but like I'll look at it while I'm on the treadmill at the gym tomorrow. I'll figure out the places. I can want to get it within the next 30 days and then I'll wait till I see like when it goes on sale and then go ahead and get that. Like, do I need the mops tomorrow? Nope. And a lot of people will buy it right away. Am I willing to wait 30 days to get them? Yep. So that I can get the right price. But that could save me $15, $20. If you take that approach, or you take the approach of signing up for rewards for the common places that you shop or when you go to go back to school shopping or we're going to go to the outlets. Let me pull up and see what I have for coupons. It's $10 here. It's $20 there. It's $30 there. But at the end of the year, that's several thousands of dollars. It is. Like, I swear, the last two school years, you've been able to outfit the youngest, Connor, who's now 13. He, he's in the best shape he's ever been in. He's getting to the age where it, it matters how he looks, you know, he, he wants to wear certain clothes, have get his hair cut X amount of times. Like he, it, he cares more now than ever. And that's only going to continue to be a thing as 13 turns to 14, 14 turns to 15. You went through the same thing with your son, Roger, but I swear the last two school years, you've been able to get him a dozen outfits for next to no money. Because he was willing to wait till after Labor Day to go shopping for back to school. 
And it, is that just because that's when everything is on clearance? That's, plus the, that, plus you, your Kohl's cash, plus your rewards or your Gap so rewards? what like, happens, that you, like retail has ebbs and flows. So everyone goes shopping to have everything purchased and ready to go for back to school for the first day of school. Okay? You don't need shiny brand new sneakers to go back to the first day of school. Put them in the wash, have them be clean, let them go through the first week. And once you get past Labor Day... Nobody's going shopping for another six to seven weeks until Christmas starts again. So those stores are desperate to get you in there. They're giving you coupons, there's sales. Anything that didn't sell through back to school is going to get all marked down the Thursday following Labor Day. And if you get there that Thursday or that Friday morning, you get the best pickings of whatever is on sale and clearance. And, you know, Connor got a $400 North Face winter coat for 120 bucks. But I don't think you spent that because you had $100 in Kohl's cash. And that's that was going to be – if well, you go shopping – I got that one at TJ Maxx, and I had a $50 gift card from my Bank of America Rewards credit card to go shopping. Listen to this, people. And I have a TJ Maxx credit card where we had $60 in rewards that I was saving for back-to-school shopping. So I walked into TJ Maxx with him with $110 in my pocket. To spend for clothes, first place we started was the clearance racks, which were full and jam-packed because it was after Labor Day. We went through anything that he could find that he liked that was in clearance first. Then we went to the regular racks. We put together the rest of the stuff, and we saved $582 before I even used the $110 that I walked in with. It's amazing. And uh, and we'll, all name brand clothing. We will continue to discuss this in, in the coming weeks and months because I, I feel like today was a good overview. Well, the moral of the story is, is if you purchase and forward plan for every type of thing that you go to buy, then you're able to afford to go on vacation. And you take that same approach when you go out to eat and when you go on vacation too. And it just becomes a habit and a routine. We didn't spend a ton of money while we were in the Bahamas last week because that's just the way that we think. And that's the way that we operate now. And if you kind of train yourself to get into that headspace, your money goes so much further. I mean, we had dinner reservations. Everybody knows that the restaurants there are expensive. The food isn't top-notch, but they charge you like it is top-notch. We had multiple reservations at multiple places. And without going overboard, I feel like a lot of people would have multiple reservations at multiple places for multiple meals a day. We had it for one meal a day for half the time that we were there. But what did we have for lunch? We had tuna wraps that you would make. You brought the, the dollar, you know, star the dollar kiss. star kiss pouches, and we had tuna, and I had packed chips. So we, we had a kitchenette. So I brought stuff to make for that we could travel internationally with, that we could put in our checked luggage that was free because we booked on my JetBlue card, and so bags fly free. And, and you got rewards dollars for them, that which will go towards the next trip. You got it. Um, we are like 8,000 points away from getting one ticket to go to St. Thomas next year. Um, that's, a, that's our honeymoon, guys. Yeah, so like yep. even saving to get to the honeymoon. But we packed breakfast and lunch, and we packed some poolside snacks. Um, and all that stuff was bought with coupons in different ways that I purchased. We packed coffee. Just think of how much money. You spend every day on vacation just on coffee, whereas if you travel with coffee, just how much of a savings that is. Um, but when I did make the dinner reservations, I looked, and like I looked at the wine list ahead of time, I looked at the drink menu, I know what we like to eat, kind of went into going into each restaurant, having an idea of what we might be interested in ordering, or kind of an idea of what we might be spending, so nothing was ever a ticket, uh, 
Sticker shock. No, no sticker shock, and we didn't come home with regret, nor did we come home with a credit card bill that's going to take us two years to pay off. Well, I also did the research on where was the liquor store, where was the grocery store, because we love our cheese. You can't travel with cheese. We want bananas in the morning. So, like, where's the grocery store to be able to get that? Where's the liquor store? Because we are going to want drinks by the pool. Are we going to pay 15 bucks a margarita? Or am I going to use my old bartending skills and mix up the margaritas and we're walking around with our Yetis with full of margarita? So you can have the vacation of your dreams and you can have multiple vacations of your dreams every single year for the rest of your life. And you can do it in a way where you're not coming back from that vacation with enough credit card debt that's going to saddle you for years. We are reluctant to book the next vacation. Before we go, we are talking vacation we are talking about, <laughs> and I think people are getting a general vibe about who we are. We're easy to get along with. There's a good yin and yang between us. and We're friendly. Like We're not ugly, we're, but we're not supermodels either. Like, But there's something about us that people tend to gravitate to. And when I say people, I mean like the craziest people of them all. And it, it, it was funny when it was once. It was humorous when it was twice but everywhere we go people want to have sex with us we, we have other couples hit on us like crazy and when we were at the airport yesterday coming home from the bahamas we were sitting next to a couple from new york that all on hit on us like crazy town like couldn't wait for them to have to go and get on their flight, just trying to be polite enough not to engage any further because he was so drunk, and we learned he had a restraining order. So God knows what this guy is going to do. Like, yeah. let's just get through the moment, right? They thought we were their new best friends. Oh, good grief. So then we get rid of them. We're like, okay, like, we're good. And this other couple runs over to go and sit next to they us. They were sitting behind us at a at a two person high top. So we're sitting at the bar. There's you know three two person high tops behind us. They were sitting at one, already eating, drinking, had been there for a while. We didn't really notice them, but I knew that they were there. Um, and the moment that these two that originally were all over us that we turned down, we turned down. These two said, "You know what." they're more we're more their speed so they came they they just got up and like i never saw two people and the woman she wasn't thin but i've never seen somebody move so quickly she like Swooped like right lightning in. right there and they played the game where they listened to everything the previous couple did so they came over almost like if you ever watched to catch a predator uh, with Chris Hansen. Great show, by the way. <laughs> a lot of times, these predators will be talking to a 13-year-old. Like, what are you doing in here? There's a lot of creeps in here. Uh, you shouldn't be here. And then they groom the predator and eventually earn their trust and, and swoop in for the 13-year-old. Well, these guys came over shocked and chagrined at the way that these people were talking and behaving. And, you know, we would never do those things. And, you know, back in my day, uh, I used to party, but I'm still cocaine friendly. I'll never forget that line. Okay. <laughs> like, still cocaine friendly, but you know what? We're in California. We heard you guys were in Boston. Like, should we do a house swap? Do you want to come visit? Do you? And, and then she's like, you can sit at the end of my bed and see where it goes. Like, And I'm like, <laughs> you've been sitting next to me for like seven minutes, lady. Back-to-back -back couples, one bar on the way home from the Bahamas, and there is more stories to come. There's so many. It's it, not the first time we've been hit on as a couple, but apparently, like, we're so in sync that, like, we give off a thing. 
I don't know. Yeah, but that's a whole new level of getting hit on. And that thing <laughs> that we give off, I, I appreciate. I, I don't mind it when people look at my fiance and think that she's hot because it makes me feel good. That doesn't mean that there's an open invitation. And apparently, I don't know if I'm the guy just coming along for the ride and they invite me because uh, they feel like uh, well, they is, have to. Is there a certain thing that happens when you're a couple over 40 that now it's like this whole level that you're supposed to be in to shake things up that like we missed the memo on? I don't want to shake anything up. No, neither do I. Okay, there's, no, like, sh there's no shaking. No, I think it's just it's, it's, it's a whole different level of something that we get to laugh and talk about. But it, it's one thing, it, it's not the first time we've been hit on by a couple, but it's the first time we've been hit on a couple back to back and at an airport. Yeah, and you know, to get invited to fly to California to do coke and get drunk and hang out with these people. In I mean, wine country. And, and she was like, she was like, we've got, what, what it's not called a bar, What what what's in her bedroom? What was it called? It's it's a rolling bar. She uh, has yeah. a bar on wheels. In her bedroom. So I'm imagining a glass plate full of blow, all the booze, and this woman who you don't want to see naked, but probably naked in the end of the bed saying, <laughs> come here, big boy. It was just hilarious. And by the time they left, Katrina and I look at each other like, we need to get the fuck out of the Bahamas right now. <laughs> we had to get out. Um, it was uncomfortable flattering, funny, the whole thing. But they probably spent 10 times the money that we did while on the same vacation. She was storing luggage at another airport. She has to travel with that many shoes. <laughs> That'll do it for week five with Chat with Cat and Pat. My name is Patrick Gilroy. Her name is Katrina Bateri. We'll be back on time, on plan, and on schedule next week. Until then, make sure you rate Subscribe, do all of that good stuff, give us thumbs up, av available what on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, tell your friends, do all that stuff. We'll talk to you guys in one week's time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Can't buy me love.